Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome aboard. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Polly Howard as we are live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. And the show, as always, is brought to you by DraftKings. We have a loaded three-hour show today. I think it's going to fly by faster than normal. Uh, we'll get to the entire Week 18 reaction. Look-ahead numbers here. The openers from last night, where the numbers are sitting today for Wild Card Weekend. In the playoffs, we have a national title game to talk about tonight. We'll do so. Josh Applebaum on the show, Michael Lombardi, and Pat Forty will join us live in Houston to get a set for Washington and Michigan. Uh, Paulie, if only like every week throughout the entire year could be like week 18 in the NFL. I love it. Super dramatic, um, entertaining, down to the wire. And of course, it was meaningful until the final possession of the last regular season game of the year with so much on the line from a contest uh, standpoint out here in Las Vegas. And also what it actually means for these playoff teams in the matchups that we were going to get. I mean, if two was not picked off there at the end, they score. They're going to go for two, you would think anyway. And if they go for two, then they're the two seed. We're getting that game again next week. And Buffalo will probably be around a field goal favorite, maybe a little bit less. Instead, they're the two. They get to host the Steelers, another nine-and-a-half point favorite. The, the Miami was in a brutal situation. They're decimated by injury. Their reward for beating Buffalo was getting Buffalo again. 
And if they lost, they have to go to Kansas City in two-degree weather. And, and you saw what happened the latter. You're right. They were going to go for two. Tua was awful. And uh, the, McDermott made the right move. They didn't execute. Going for it fourth and inches. Allen has to extend the ball there. He didn't do it. Got caught jumping as well. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, going up and down the field. They had almost 500 yards of offense in the game. And the biggest play of the game was the punt return. I mean, they're stuck on seven points there late in the game. And I'm yelling, don't field it, don't field it at his own five, and then the kid houses it. If they don't get that, oh, I don't, I don't know if they win the game or not. Yeah, right. you're probably right. But, again, it's the story of Josh Allen, who at times looks great, but, mm-hmm. again, he continues to turn the ball over. He had three costly turnovers, and then the decision before halftime, throwing it short of the goal line and not getting points out of that one. So I know McDermott was ticked off. Uh, and rightfully so, going into halftime. I don't blame McDermott. I mean, he uh, was asked at halftime, you know, about that final possession, and he just goes, Josh, Josh can't do that. No. He goes, that's pretty much ridiculous, man. Yeah. What are you doing? you got to throw that ball into the end zone. So you're right. The fumble was inexcusable. The INTs, I know, people will have his back on that. The first one was, I don't what was that pass in the end zone? It looked like miscommunication. Uh, there was no uh, wide receiver I there. guess. And then the second one, it was fourth down. I get it. But yeah. can, can you put it in, in a position to where you're – Teammates can actually make a play on the ball. Is that possible? Well, that's, the guy fell down. But, but, but also, the, yeah. the Miami defender should have just knocked it down, too, because they, no they lost field position on it as well. Yeah. So, um, no, you get the good and the bad. I mean, a lot of times it'll look pretty with him, and it's like, wow, this dude is get out of his way. He's a wrecking ball, and he's going to do a ton of damage. Other times it's like, what? how many years has he been in the league? Still making uh, decisions like this. But now, again, they're a 9.5-point favorite. To, and you're right. I mean, had we gotten a rematch and it would have been around the same number, I think Buffalo absolutely would have been the play. Uh, Miami could not put a drive together. Their only first down came on the final drive yeah. of the second half, came on the final drive when it was 21-14, and they had a, they were desperate, obviously, to make, put something together. Also, Paulie, yeah, you're not kidding about the injuries. I mean, it's we all, J, Jalen Phillips, first of all, a while back, Chubb then two weeks ago, and then last night, Van Ginkle goes down. Yep. It's like, how many guys can they possibly survive go on the edge or whatever? Melvin Ingram's 34 years old. He's out there covering tight ends last night. Yeah, And right. Collinsworth is talking about it. Like, what are they? It's what they're up against, though. Yeah. You got to get most certain Waddle back, too, for the playoff game. But that's it's the same thing with this organization. Against playoff teams this year, 1-5 and five and outscored by 91 points. And uh, some horrible decisions by Tua. So, f- great call by Adam Chernoff weeks ago to say get some futures on Buffalo, what was the highest you saw in division? Plus 650? I didn't look at division. Higher than that. I only looked at uh, AFC. Right, but huge ticket cashes to win the division. Mm -hmm. So great job to get the two seed, but you still have a ton of questions about them and and how bad the offenses looked the last couple weeks and and the turnovers every single game. Mm -hmm. But the defense has done an incredible job. So you're right about, you know, what Miami's have to deal with, but Buffalo's going through the same thing. Well, they were losing guys every single game, every single week with the injuries. And this is a phenomenal job, what they've done defensively. So I love this this rushing game when they get Cook going and power football, and it's a big reason why Dorsey was fired, but they wouldn't let Allen run. Well, now he's running, and mm-hmm. you're seeing, seeing how dangerous he is. But can they go to Baltimore and win? I don't think so. But if, if they don't turn it over and they have all this talent, they can win a game or two and finally – we're getting ahead of ourselves, but finally they'll be able. It looks like they could host Kansas City as opposed to going to Kansas City in the two-three. Well, I would love Bills Mafia to take over Las Vegas for the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, they come out here in full force, and it would be just nothing but blue and red 
uh, in the entire city for probably like seven, eight days. Also, I mean, so that was the night game, the afternoon games. And can we please have like more afternoon games? I know everything was on the line yesterday, right? But can we, do we have to have these 10 weeks of 10 early and three late? It's outrageous. And then yesterday you saw what happened and how meaningful some of these games were for the Rams to come back and tip of the cap to Carson Wentz. He played like he needed that game for his life um, and put it together. They went for two. They got it. So now instead of that team going to Dallas and Green Bay going to Detroit, if that two's not good or if San Francisco comes down and wins the game, now the Rams get to go to Detroit. That's the Sunday night game. I think that's a great job by the schedule makers. And now as because of that, Green Bay now goes to Dallas. This is a, this is a home run. I mean, you have McCarthy against his former team. You have Stafford against his former team, and he traded for Goff. And you have Tyreek Hill against his former team. That's nuts. Yeah. And uh, it, it, how it worked out is beautiful. And then we got weather in two games as well. A great job by the Rams coming back. I thought very important to get the sixth seed because they were flogged by Dallas in the first meeting. I don't think the Rams or the Packers wanted to go to Dallas. Yeah, right, right. The Packer game was fantastic. And that's why you have to move on from fields, by the way. When they fall behind, they're cooked. He completed 11 passes. So you can't pass on Williams. And you also can't pay fields. I don't know what Jackson was going to do either. But uh, you can't give fields all that money. You have to move on. So a great job defensively by the Bears down the stretch and playing hard. And great job. But you called this before the season. Green Bay closed 6-2. and two. And Love had an 18-to-1 touchdown INT ratio. I mean, he put together, honestly, he was one of the best quarterbacks in football this year. When you look at the uh, numbers, end of season, he was great again yesterday. And going back to to the beginning of the year, that's one of the teams I got right with their win total and to make the playoffs. And there was so much chatter about the Falcons. And I, I bring that team up because I know that they had an easy schedule on paper. But to me, they were comparable teams, right? Because... Ritter was in year number two, but he never really played. Love was in year number four, but he never really played. And everybody who was making the case for Atlanta just kind of brushed it aside like, oh, well, I mean, I don't have to talk about Ritter. I can talk about everything else that makes sense for Atlanta. But with Jordan Love, kid can't play. Green Bay's going to stink. It was the exact opposite. So that's why I was so confused back in July and August. Like, why do people just assume because of the schedule that Ritter's going to be okay? And he never was. And they never gave Love a chance. And, I mean, six weeks into the season, I didn't think the kid could play. He was so up and down. Yep. And for him to flip, and I'll tell you this right now, I can't even, I hope books need to wait until they put out Super Bowl, or I'm sorry, MVP odds for next year. Don't, don't do it until, like, May. Get, let, don't, like, I don't want to see MVP odds out for next year in the regular season, like, in three weeks. Don't do that. But there will be absolutely no, no value on Jordan Love next year. He'll probably be, like, around 20 to 1 to win the MVP. Mm-hmm. Remember, he did this with, with so many guys out. Never had Watson. Yeah. Jones was in and out of the lineup. How the hell did they lose to Tommy DeVito? My God. But it, it's, listen, LaFleur did an excellent job what he was dealing with. And there's always some some weird moves and weird stuff that happens. The stuff before halftime where they can't get the field goal because the clock runs out. Um, but a couple weeks ago, they couldn't stop Bryce Young. The guy lit him up for 30 points. Mm-hmm. Then they get shut out in back-to-back games, and he throws for 80 yards and 100 yards. Yeah. So, uh you see how Mike does against them? It's a teaser delight because Dallas is so good at home, but it's an incredible job for Green Bay to get in here, and it's an all-time bad all-time bad by what happened with Atlanta and New Orleans, especially Atlanta. Yeah. To go 7-10 and 10 
with that schedule that you played. I mean, that, but but excellent job by Lafleur and Green Bay. And uh, you're right with the drama with the seven late as the Seattle game comes down Unreal. to the final play. The Bears have the ball. Looks like there's a chance they could come back. And what happened earlier with the Saints getting the win? So we had plenty of drama in the late games, and the and the Rams coming back. By the way, my my initial gut here says Dallas minus seven is too short. Yeah, I was surprised by against that. Green Bay. I thought it was going to be higher. I thought it was going to be. Yep, higher than seven, a little bit shorter than ten. I'm also shocked by Kansas City three. It's going to be two degrees. Oh, too high. Too low. Too low. Yeah. I know they have a plenty of issues, but this is. I mean, again, it's Miami against good teams, and the, the Southern, the South Florida boys are going outside in the elements, and and they have a t- ton of injuries, and you get the Chiefs who sat everybody. So yeah. I don't. I, I can't believe that spread. I think the Dolphins were favored against the Chiefs over in Germany, if I recall correctly. But this team is not the same team that they were in the middle of the season. They've mm-hmm. had so many injuries since then. Yeah. And uh, man, this did not go well for this team against good teams throughout the entire year. And you, you brought it up, the Seattle-Arizona madness where, I mean, that is, we're talking about Arizona's win total, because remember, that opened up four and a half, close three and a half, they land four. So just a, a ridiculously bad landing spot for sports books with that total. And then Seattle's win total over was eight and a half, and I had to pay minus 140 on that. Comes down to the two-point conversion, then Pr- Prater misses a second kick of the game. Yeah, I don't know, someone said it was a 100 to one shot, could have been. He's a very good kicker. He misses. He makes one kick. It's over. And then, of course, you get the quick touchdown, and they go for two because they know they've already been eliminated, so they get the win. I, I No complaints from me for the next week, at least minimum, because of that result. Up next, more reaction week 18. Some of the totals have already moved. We'll tell you why next here on VEASAN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. 
It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get unlimited access to our vsen.com slash picks page. For more VSEN Pro picks, become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. And everyone had to give out a pick or prop for the game tonight. I went largest lead under 17 and a half. And use the code Follow the Money. You get 10% off the annual subscription. Use promo code FTM or Follow the Money. Get up there, become part of the team. Good luck. I take that back about Blake Horam. Two plus touchdowns. I thought I saw, I think the number came down a little bit. He's now plus 105. To score two plus touchdowns. Do you have three there? I do. What's that? Three touchdowns or more for Blake Corum. Plus two ninety. Oh my God. Oh, oh Santa Maria. Completely unbettable. Yeah. Roma Dunze is nineteen to one. You think JJ McCarthy can take off near the end zone? Will they call a pass play once they get inside, let's say, the 5-10 yard line, he'll take off, maybe score. He's plus 330 to score a touchdown tonight. Because you figure once they get close, it's going to be... He's 550 here. He's down. Oh, that came down too? Came down, yeah. That came down. Are you using Circa or DK here? Circa. Okay. Circa, he's down. So he opened up plus 550, down to plus 330 now. So evidently people are... I get on board with that one. Yeah. Okay. So looking ahead now... And yesterday I thought was so incredible, especially like the final window of games for week 18 and everything that uh, was up in the air, obviously with the Cowboys struggling early out of the gates against the Commanders, but it didn't even matter because the Eagles were so bad yet again. And then A.J. Brown goes down. That did not look great, by the way. He's immediately holding his leg. Devontae Smith couldn't play in the game because he was hurt. And you have this defense now that is... Honestly, like the numbers don't lie here. Last five to six weeks, one of the they're rock bottom right now with this defense in Philadelphia. And so you had all that going on. You had the Rams against the 49ers turn out to be a dogfight. And that only determined who was going to play either Dallas or Detroit in the opening round. And the Rams came back to win that game. Carson Wentz, tip of the cap, man. Um, Gave it the old college try and it worked. And he looked good and he was... Out there looked like he was fighting for a, another starting job at some point down the line, is what it looked like he was playing for. And so as a result, they're now going to get the Sunday night game in Detroit. That's going to be Stafford against McVeigh uh, and McVeigh against Goff, I should say. So former you know player on Detroit, quarterback of the Rams, same thing with Stafford. And then Detroit um, is down to a three-point favorite in that game, and the Cowboys get the Packers, and now Dallas is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Dan does a lot of dumb stuff. He did a great job with Detroit this year and win the division and to be in this position. We know they got robbed last Saturday. Uh, I can't believe he was throwing the ball with a minute left as well in that game. But it's you know, it just it, you can't – the Laporta injury, I mean, it, it's it's hard to figure out, and it's, it's bad luck. A.J. Brown got hurt. They have to you know try to get the two seed. 
Detroit's trying to get the two seed. You saw what happened to T.J. Watt. Uh, it's it's a great matchup, and I'm sure the league's loving it and uh, should be a shootout. Your, your comments about Philly. It's the worst defense in the league right now. And to be down 24 nothing at halftime against the Giants, they took it easy on them in the second half. You give up 27 to the Giants, 35 at home to Arizona, and you're playing for the division, 25 to the Giants on Christmas. Drew Locke scored 20 on you, and you couldn't stop him with the game-winning drive. He went 90 yards. 33 to Dallas, 42 against San Francisco, 34 at home to Buffalo. And the body language and uh, you know, locker room issues, it's bad. And I know Sirianni was saying all the right things afterwards, but I think we found out what they're made of here. I mean, this team should have won the Super Bowl last year. And now to start 10-1 and one, mm-hmm. and you can't even get to 12 wins? A lot of people shocked they're favored. Tampa comes limping in, at least literally with what's going on with Mayfield. But they just they, they can't get st- – I would think Evans and Godwin would be able to go off here if they're able to protect Mayfield. I don't see why not. It, it, it's, it's ugly. It's, I, can't, it, I can't believe what transpired the last two months from Philadelphia. Yeah. Why is it going to flip on Monday night? Oh, it won't. Like, wh- exactly. You, can't, what, you like, can't flip. This is who you are now. Right. I mean, the, the body language and how bad you move out to Cy and you put in Patricia. I mean, nothing has worked here. And Hurts is hurt and continues to turn the ball over as well. He's so the you, NFC's Josh Allen. You're telling me that if the Buccaneers lost the game yesterday and the Saints won that division, you're telling me the Eagles would be favored right now in New Orleans? Oh, that's another one, right. right. Really? Yep, I know. Are, are we getting? Are we completely out of our minds right now? I mean, Philadelphia lo- would not go to New no. Orleans and win this weekend, and they should not be. They would not deserve to be favored in that game. They've yeah. had no answer for Tyrod Taylor in six quarters, right? And, and dumping it off to Barkley and, and, and Slayton. I mean, just it's a joke. So I think it, it appears they're just ready to, to have the get onto the Cancun or, or the golf reservations and mm-hmm. the it's tea times. Yeah. So, so that, I, I don't think they're capable of turning it around. And even and even if they win. Which could happen, but still, what's your reward? Well, you go to San Francisco and you probably get embarrassed. Yeah, lose by three and, touchdowns. Yeah, and, and they beat you forty-two to nineteen in your place. Mm-hmm. That's how the see, uh, the weekend ends. Super Wild Card Weekend on Monday night. It begins Browns at the Texans on Saturday afternoon. Cleveland's laying two and a half. Total is forty-four. You have a future ticket on the Texans. You and a partner of yours. What are you going to do with this here? I'm going to ask today how big of a dog I am if I go to Buffalo or uh, Baltimore. Might have to maybe both. Uh, ticket pays almost four hundred thousand. Can't believe it. What a job by Ryan's. I'm with you. I ch- you changed my mind. He's got to be coach of the year. But this is a rematch, and but this is I can't. I have to throw out a little bit of what happened in the, the rematch because it wasn't Stroud at the first meeting, rather. But that was the game where Cooper went nuts for over two hundred yards mm-hmm. and Flacco fever here and what they've done offensively. But worst defense in the league points per game on and road games for Cleveland. But as you said, though, it's like shame on Indianapolis. He's throwing to two guys. It's Schultz and Collins. You got to make an adjustment right. here. But uh, Stroud has is, is been an amazing year, and, and I'm totally shocked by what's happened here. But does Flacco turn it over? That's the other thing. Most turnovers this year 37. And does that come back to bite him at some point? It almost did against Chicago, but Flacco's good for a couple. Touchdowns, but he's also good for a couple turnovers, too. Mm-hmm. Great game. Now, remember, Houston was favored in that game when it opened. I think, the th- if I recall correctly here, the thought was Stroud was going to be able to come back 
yeah. and playing this game yes. because it was the second week. And it went right. to three, right? Didn't yeah, go to three. it went to Cleveland minus three. I think it maybe even touched three and a half at some spots. In that game, Flacco had 368 yards passing, the three scores, but also two INTs. And that was a combo game of Davis Mills and Case Keenum. Mills was 15 of 32 for two touchdowns, no INTs. Keenum was yanked uh, 11 of 17, 62 yards, and two INTs. I mean, rest assured, there needs to be a pretty significant upgrade between the combination of those two quarterbacks and C.J. Stroud, who's playing this week. I think they'll do a much better job defensively after what happened uh, in the first meeting. And this opened one and a half, and the Browns taking money. The public's in love with them, and I don't blame them. Also, you saw a big move this weekend on Hamlin for comeback player of the year. Yeah, people, could, have been, could have been everyone was hedgy, but it got, it's got the highest $4 now. Right, that was um, what I was going to say. People reached out yep. and asked me what's going on here. I'm like, that's exactly what might be taking place. People who had some maybe big ticket numbers on uh, Joe Flacco coming back. He was inactive again yesterday. I know. I know. Didn't play in the game. Two tackles the whole game. Peter King says, I still have to give it to him. Well, that's, I mean, he said that from the get-go. Yeah. He said one snap, he's getting the award. Well, you're really putting it to the test, though. I mean, he didn't do do anything this year. He got on the field, not much. And when he was on the field, he didn't make an impact. Yeah, and and now the Bills, because of what happened last night, and they won the game, they're laying nine and a half this total has dropped from 41.5 last night to 38.5, and we are going to potentially get some significant wins. It, it looks like it's going to be 50-mile-an-hour wins at least on Saturday night, maybe early Sunday morning, with a chance of that to continue uh, around game time. If not, we're still talking around like 30-mile-an-hour wins. They had to probably keep the Steelers in the game. It could be reminiscent of the Monday night game years ago when they played the Patriots. Allen, 18 interceptions. The turnovers won't stop. The drops won't stop either. And now Gabe Davis got hurt. Mm-hmm. It, they Yes, they closed 6-1, and one, but very inconsistent offense here. And it was more of the rushing attack, too. So, yeah, Cook dropped a touchdown and mm-hmm. the fiasco before halftime and the Allen interceptions. But you just see it's, it's night and day with how bad the Steelers are when Watt isn't on the field. And they're not going to have Watt. So the other thing, can Rudolph keep this up? And I don't think they'll be able to run the ball like they have. Now, it's been great what they're doing here with Harris, but I don't think they'll be able to yeah. do this against Buffalo. And agree. then they were really spooked by the elements in the weather. They got way, they were way too conservative in that game uh, Saturday. And does that will the same thing happen because they won't take shots down the field? And maybe does Pickens lose his mind too because he doesn't get uh, targets? Well, if we find out that we're going to have 50-mile-an-hour wins well, forget it. for the game, I mean, yeah. th- this total is going to absolutely plummet. Yeah. But – of course, if you bet that under right now, like people did last night, then maybe 41.5 was too big of a number anyway. But if you continue to bet that and all of a sudden, eh, not going to be as windy as we thought, then you're going to be stuck with a ticket that could be not looking too pretty. But again, if that is true, then this, this, where does this total go? 31? Perhaps. It, I mean, yeah. it's going to go to the low 30s for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Josh Elbebaum is going to join the program coming up next. V-SIN sports betting analyst. We'll talk to him about the national title game and anything that he likes early on in the wild card round of the playoffs next. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Welcome back. It's Follow the Money. Here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, Mitch Moss, Paulie Howard, live downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. We're going to connect with uh, VSIN Sports Betting Analyst Josh Applebaum coming up here in a few moments. Before we do, the breaking news that we have in the NFL. 
uh, well, Bill Belichick said today in his press conference that he would be willing or open to relinquishing personnel control if that collectively was viewed to help the team. So I believe that he's going to be meeting with Robert Kraft here a little bit later on today. That is, uh, that's enormous. It yeah. also, if he stays, that needs to happen. 24 players drafted in the first three rounds since 2014. Zero have got a second contract. That's <laughs> terrible. New GM in Carolina. They're going to keep, well, they're going to, okay, Dave Tepper has fired GM Scott Fitterer. They're going to go in a different direction. Uh, Bob Myers, former Warriors GM and former Vi- Vikings GM Rick Spielman, will get together with uh, Commander's owner Josh Harris to search for a new head coach and uh, head of football operations. That report came out over the weekend that Harris is intrigued by Belichick. Okay, and then Belichick is seventy-two in April. He has three hundred and thirty-three wins. Shula's got three forty-seven. Right, and that os- that obviously means that um, ten minutes ago. Ron Rivera fired. Yeah. So it's kudos for him, or curtains for him, I should say. Well, Not Smith, kudos, the opposite. Art, Art Smith gone before Ron. How about yeah. that? Art yep. Smith was fired at midnight. All right, Josh Elbaum now joins the program. So you knowing all that and looking forward here to uh, Wild Card Weekend, Josh, what are you looking at? What is your advice uh, for betting the opening round of the playoffs? Yeah, Mitch and Paulie, great to be with you. Busy news day here in the sports world. I would give one recommendation when it comes to the NFL playoffs is don't be afraid to bet on some underdogs here because if you look at the data historically, let's just go back uh, the last few seasons here. If you look since uh, 2017, postseason underdogs, starting with the wild card round, are 43-29 and 29 against the spread, 60%. Mm. Now, specifically in the wild card round, this is the best time to bet on dogs. They're 20 and 10 against the spread, 67% in that time frame. But I'm also going to focus on a way to approach it in terms of teasers. Now, teasers, obviously popular bet here with the public. Wise guys approach them a little differently. They're really aiming to go through key numbers, multiple key numbers. That's always the goal. Go through three, go through seven. Uh, and if you actually look at um, the playing dogs, uh, just taking the points, it's great. It's uh, 60% ATS. But if you tease these dogs, six points, they're covering 74% of the time, 53 and 19 against the spread here. So uh, looking through all the games here that really uh, are jumping out to me, one would be the Houston Texans. Right now, the Houston Texans at home against the Cleveland Browns. This line uh, was around an opener of minus two Cleveland. You're up to two and a half. It may even get to three. If you do like uh, Houston, just in terms of the spread, you can wait and get a three. I think it's a great opportunity to tease Houston up two and a half, up to eight and a half, go through three, go through seven. Right now, Houston is one of your top contrarian plays of the uh, wildcard weekend. They're only getting 26% of bets. And then if you're looking for a dance partner here, Tampa Bay is jumping out to me. They're at home against Philly on that Monday night game. Currently only 40% of bets are taking Tampa Bay in the points. We've pretty much seen this line remain frozen. Open around minus two and a half Philly, pretty much stayed two and a half Philly. If you could take Tampa Bay two and a half up to eight and a half, pair that with Houston two and a half up to eight and a half, that would match this system of looking at wild card dogs and in particular teasing through key numbers as they've covered nearly three out of four times over the last uh, six, seven years. Okay, yeah, very good because that's exactly where I wanted to go this weekend too in the NFL was taking a teaser or two. I, I want to tease the Cowboys down, I think, but certainly Buccaneers and uh, the Texans worth a look in my opinion as well. We do have a national title game to get into tonight as well. This number now got to five and a half at a bunch of spots yesterday. Back down to five at some spots, four and a half at others. Total going up the way it appears to 57 here. What do you make of uh, Washington and Michigan? 
Yeah, Mitch, this thing's been fascinating. Let's break it down from two different angles. I always like to start with the data, put my opinion to the side. What's the market doing? The market is moving toward Michigan. I think you got to respect that. If you like the Wolverines tonight, you are seeing this line move in your favor. The Wolverines opened at some Vegas shops as low as minus three and a half. We immediately saw them get that up to minus four and a half. We pretty much sat four and a half all throughout the week. But you mentioned something really important there, Mitch. You know, uh, randomly, you know, while we're watching NFL Week 18, some of these books late night got all the way up to Michigan minus five and a half. They got hit with a lot of buyback, bringing it back down to five or four and a half right now. And it's a bit of a mini fade the trendy dog play. Like currently the bet splits are 46% bets Michigan, but 50% of the money Michigan. So for piecing together this puzzle, the lines move toward Michigan. They are a bit contrarian here. They are getting a little bit more money. Now they're not quite a fade the trendy dog play like against Alabama. They're only getting like, I think like 30, 40% bets with that line move. But on the one hand, boom, you are seeing this line in the data kind of hint toward Michigan here. However, the one thing that it makes this a really difficult handicap is that this is the spot that Washington loves to be in, Washington as a dog. Washington under DeBoer, their head coach, are 5-0 and not only ATS, but 5-0 and straight up as a dog. We saw it happen last week against Texas. They're getting points. They had a late line move. They win that thing outright. They also match a couple betting systems here. If you look at bowl dogs, I know it's a championship game, but still consider it to be bowl season. Bowl dogs getting three and a half points or more. They're 58% against the spread this postseason. They're 60% against the spread over the last two postseasons. And in the national championship in particular, since we switched to this format, uh, you look at dogs in this game, they're five and three against the spread, 62%. And banking on Washington here, guys, they really match a system to me that I love, a dog that can score. If you're going to bet a spread sport like basketball or football and you're on a dog with the points, you want a dog that can put up points, can keep pace, can backdoor cover. We know Washington has a great offense here, averaging 39 points per game. And uh, last time I talked to you guys on New Year's Day, you know, I gave you that quote from Braylon Trice. This, they love being disrespected. They yes. love the fact mm-hmm. that no one believes in them and they play their best. And this is really a, a kind of a, a position that they like to be in here. And I liken it back to when the Ravens went to the 49ers and they were a dog and they knew they were a dog. So that's a big motivating factor. You also mentioned the total did rise 55 up to 56 and a half. Uh, so we have seen this line tick up a bit. I think it's a tough handicap. I think if you're playing Michigan, yes, you have this line move and you have a kind of decent low bets, higher dollars bet split, but you're also getting the worst of the number. Guys, I've been looking toward Washington. I'm going to bank on them playing well as a dog. I'm on Washington in the points. I think if you can get a five, that's going to be your best number. Oh, great points. Absolutely. The us against the world mentality and Washington continues to get it done as dogs. Uh, great menu at DraftKings. Any props you like? Yeah, Paul, I got a prop for you. So I think going into this game, you're going to get so much attention on the star players, the McCarthy's, the Corums, that great trio of wide receivers for Washington. When I'm betting props, I like to go down the list a little bit. I don't want to go to the main guys because oftentimes odds makers know they'll get bet. So their uh, their numbers are inflated oftentimes. I don't want to be on a huge public prop. So I went down the list a little bit and I fell on Jack Westover. The big tight end from Washington, I bet him over the weekend, over 25 and a half receiving yards. Uh, it was around minus 120, so it was, it was juiced up a little bit. I like these random, like, lower, lesser-known guys that get juiced up. Just tells me that that's a guy that was probably targeted by some wise guy money. He caught six passes for 59 yards against Texas last week. He's kind of a go-to guy uh, in this offense when uh, the wide receivers, the, the trio, that's fantastic, Adunze, Polk, and McMillan. With so much attention paid to them, he can kind of fly under the radar a little bit and uh, kind of get you a couple catches here. So I'm going to bank on him getting 26 yards or more west over, over 25 and a half is my play. Very good. Uh, you can get Josh's two podcasts wherever you listen to your podcast. One is called Market Insights, and the other one is called Morning Bets. Josh, thanks for the time as always today. Good luck tonight and this week. Thanks so much, guys. 
Thank you. So there you go. Uh, Paul Stone also liked Westover last week. And um, if you want to get that number right now with Westover, I think you need to grab it as soon as possible because that that number has moved to as high as 28 and a half at some books. So he's uh, moved up a good four yards, depending on where you're looking from last week. I'm going to take Corum MVP, four to one. I'm going to do that. Yep. I'm going to go that direction. I don't, I don't hate that bet at all. I think that's going to be a big reason if they win, why they win. As opposed, I don't see. I could see I don't him. trust McCarthy. No, this could be, it could be like a 20 for buck 15, two touchdowns, controlled the clock, yep. running game was great. I would not be surprised with that result at all. Very scared uh, what happened. Uh, I don't understand his performance in the Rose Bowl. First play of the game, what are you doing? Oh, I know. Would you fire Belichick? I would not. Okay. I would not. Would you? T- you said you would. T- he has to relinquish power. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Somebody else you're has not, to come uh, in and. You're, you're, you're evaluating Italian talent, but, especially offensive. That is horrible. I also, if I'm him, you know, think things are different. A lot of people don't like change. I'd be like, it's been real. I'm going to go somewhere else. I'd, I'd want to go. I think the Chargers would be an incredible landing spot for him. Well, I, I really I would, do. I would think Harbaugh's ahead of him on their list, though. Yeah. I think he is, too, and I think if the Chargers want to get that done, it's got to be done like as soon as the game is over with tonight. Does this bother you that Harbaugh appears to be out the door? No, not at all. Not for one second. No, it doesn't? Okay. No. If he's gone, I don't. that's fine by me. Oh, in terms of handicapping the game. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you meant overall, like personally. Um, no. No, because okay. right if it would have, I think it would have been like a distraction against Alabama potentially, and it never was. I mean, they, let's, let's be honest here. They were lucky to win the game in the end. Yeah, but also they should have had a bigger lead that's in the first right. half. That's right. So well, special teams could play a huge role too. Uh, that's I mean, for both sure. Of his, his fumbling the punt business, both teams did. There were three fumbled punts combined with yep. these two teams in the playoff games. All right, so follow the money here on Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Back to the NFL up next because it happened again this year. You can make it 19 of the last 21 seasons in the NFL. I'll tell you what happened yesterday. Coming up next here on VSIN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Good to have you on board. We are live downtown Las Vegas, Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings. And uh, the great Michael Lombardi joins the program now. His show is called Lombardi Line. You can get it at 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 Pacific. Uh, his podcast is also called the GM Shuffle. One will be out a little bit later on today. Michael, good morning. It is Black Monday, so we expect chaos. Two coaches have been canned since last night. Arthur Smith got got whacked at midnight. Uh, Ron Rivera um, about an hour or so ago. Uh, it's two so far. What does that number grow to, in your opinion? And give us some names that you think are definitely going to get uh, fired. And then Scott Fitterer, the general manager of yep. the Panthers, got fired also. So I think there's a lot of cleaning of the decks. Atlanta's press release on Arthur Smith was interesting because – they said that Terry Fontenot will, will be involved, but not intimately involved in the search, which tells me I think Atlanta's going to go big game hunting. I think Atlanta's going to see what happens up in New England. There's a meeting today mm. uh, with Coach Belichick and Mr. Kraft and Jonathan Kraft. I, I expect some resolution because the way the rules are, guys, you, you can't really delay. There's it's 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 a take some time to get your next head coach, including the Raiders. So you have to interview a certain amount of minority candidates. Then you have to do the same thing when you start to hire offensive and defensive coordinators. So they have dragged this thing on where if you hesitate at all, it's going to put you behind the eight ball. Uh, Adam Schefter keeps reporting he thinks between 9 and 10. I can't find it, but I do know Jerry Jones's comments yesterday about we'll see in the playoffs is interesting. Yeah, There's mm. a lot of – there's a lot of tension internally in Jacksonville, right? I mean, Jacksonville underachieved. For all the talk about Peterson turning Trevor Lawrence around, that, that, that really hadn't happened if you really pay attention to it. And that team's soft, and that team is talented. So there's some disconnect between the personnel and the coaches there, which is, is to be expected because they underachieved so dramatically. And then the Tennessee situation. You know, they don't want to lose Vrabel, but Vrabel has a lot of consternation within the front office set up the way it is. And, you know, if you want to keep him, he has two more years on a contract. He's not going to go quietly with the way things are set up with Rand Carthon being his boss. Oh, they close with two nice wins. How about Dennis Allen with New Orleans? They missed the playoffs, but I thought it was bizarre how Winston and the team, quote, overruled him and then ran it in with the touchdown, and Allen had to apologize to Art after the game. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I, I, I have no sympathy for Arthur Smith in that case. Your yeah. job is to stop him, right? 
I mean, like, seriously, we're not playing. We're not going to Dairy Queen after the game, right? <laughs> like, not everybody's going to enjoy it. Like, this is professional football. Like, it's your job to stop. And if they want to score, if they want to give their teammate a touchdown, which tells you how connected they are as a team, actually. I didn't think this was insubordination towards Allen. I thought this was a connectivity towards the Williams, the okay. running back. You know, I, I, I kind of looked at it that way. And. And, and look, I've, had, I've been on the other side of this whooping since people didn't hold off. Nobody complained about Mike McDaniel racking it up on Denver, did they? Mm. Did you hear Sean Payton complain about that? Did Sean Payton come out at, half, at, at midfield and yell at Mike McDaniels? And of course not. It's your job to stop him. If you can't stop him, you're going to look embarrassed. I, I think what we saw from Arthur Smith was frustration because he knew he was going to get fired. Okay, fair enough. He knew it was over. Yep, well said. Um, Belichick said earlier today in his press conference when asked about it, he would be open to relinquishing personnel control if that collectively was viewed to help the team. Do you, do you see a scenario where that's going to happen? He steps on kind of as the GM but remains on as head coach? I think a lot of it depends on how they set up the organization. Remember, you know, Bill O'Brien was brought in by Robert Kraft. Is it, how, that, how is he going to be able to handle his staff? Remember, the, they sent out a press release on Gerard Mayo in terms of him being the, the they've extended him to an extension. I, I've never seen that before in New England where they announced an assistant coach extension. So there's a lot of dynamics going on internally. And look, having worked with Bill and worked for Bill, uh, you know, Bill's always open to collaboration. I don't think he's ever been a dictator, but you better make sure you have enough moxie and enough knowledge to be able to answer the questions that are coming back at you. How many people in the league do you really think can do that? How many people are going to walk in there and, and handle that. Now, maybe if Nick Cesario goes back, he's winning in Houston. Maybe they'll reach mm-hmm. out to Scott Pioli, who has been there before. I don't know. But I think it's going to take somebody who understands how this system works. Because the one thing I do know, they're not going to change the system. They're not going to change the grading system. They're not going to change how he builds the team. Excellent job bringing up the uh, Jerry Jones comments, by the way, which isn't giving enough attention. McCarthy better beat the Packers. I mean, that is, we might see yeah. uh, change in Dallas as well. What's it like uh, in the Jersey Philly area with the Eagle fans? I mean, this well, is... Well, we're going to need, we're, we're going to need, like, we're going to probably need Vienna's top 50 psychologist, uh, therapist to come over here. I mean, we just can't go to a normal group. We got to go to Vienna and get the best of the world because this is really depressing. I watched the post-game show last night with, with Michael Barkin, Barrett Brooks, Brooks, uh, Ron Jaworski, and Reuben Franks. And, and, I mean, they were just killing the team. And, and look, I don't think they've played well. They're 1-5 over the last year. But you could see they were in full retreat mode. Like, they were in full retreat mode. One of the reasons I liked them in the Russo contest was because I knew Philly was going to retreat. I wrote a column this week, guys, about how I thought Philly was better positioned to be the five seed than trying to be the two seed. Everybody in Philly. Everybody called me an idiot. Everybody said, we want a home game. We want to play in front of nobody. Of course, Bill Cowher said on TV yesterday, it doesn't matter where you play. you got to be playing good, and it matters who you play, which is true, as which was the point of my column. And they've got the break of all time. I mean, they're getting to play Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield wasn't very good, scored nine points against the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Not that the Eagles are playing well, but if the Eagles had to go face – you know, if they had to go face the Packers right now, they'd have a hard time because they can't stop anybody. So they actually got the best seating of it all. And they got the extra day rest to get healthy. Yeah, yeah very true. Yeah, I think if, if uh, Green Bay had to go to Philly with the way that this defense is trending, would you have any confidence whatsoever in this team slowing down or neutralizing Jordan Love in that no. passing? I wouldn't. Not, not at all. 
Not a chance. No, because look, you could just see it yesterday. I mean, that game's that game's a seventeen to nine game against Chicago. It's really not as close as it should have been. Mm-hmm. You know, they they mess up at the end of the half, not getting points there. They fumbled. They had a turnover. But to me, they're on a rhythm. I mean, they're throwing the ball. This Reed kid is sensational. Watson, I thought he was going to play this week. He didn't. He should play next week. This offensive line can pass protect now, and they can handle pressure. And if you try to play a man to man game against Love, he's going to beat you good. He's going to make a lot of good throws. Love is legit. Let's be clear. Right. Everybody. I said this at the beginning of the year. All they need is decent play from the quarterback and they can be a playoff team. Well, they got better than decent play out of their quarterback. Once the second half of the season came in, this is a good this is a very talented team. That front yesterday against Chicago dominated the line of scrimmage. And I think we put an end. I think we could have put an end now to everybody asking the ridiculous question, should the Bears draft a quarterback? I think we put an end to that yesterday if you watched that game. Amen. Okay. Amen. Yeah. So let's, let's pretend for a second you're the GM of the Bears. But so, like Washington offers you the number two pick this year, two other number ones, and maybe something else beyond that. Are you going to stick to your guns and say, we can't take that deal, we got to take Caleb Williams? No, I think I would. I certainly would take that deal if I get Drake May. I got the second okay. pick. Like I'm not sure Drake May is not a great answer. We're going to watch Penix tonight. Excited to see that. So look, here's what I do know. I don't think I'm doing anything just because of Kayla Williams. I'm doing everything to get a quarterback, and I'm not sure who that quarterback is. But I can't go. I'm not paying Justin Fields a hundred million dollar contract or a two hundred million dollar for four years. Uh, you know that that's not going to happen. So I have to have a young quarterback on a rookie contract. Who that quarterback is, it's yet to be determined. It doesn't have to necessarily be Caleb Williams. I'm not sure he was the best quarterback in the Pac-12 last year. You guys think about that one for a moment. I don't disagree. I think the last two years, Michael Penix has been better than Caleb Williams. I don't care about the Heisman Trophy. He said that last week. Yep, I, I don't disagree. And he makes throws on the third level that is rare to find. And if you have the team, or like, just put pitcher Michael Penix in that Miami offense. Just picture yeah, that. Right, right. Um, which game, I, I think we have, I mean, every game is intriguing this weekend. Which one are you most excited about? And do you have like an early lean in terms of a points better or a total? You know, I, I thought to me, you know, I think the public's going to be all over Green Bay for how they played. I was shocked to see that Green Bay line move from seven to seven and a half. Right. And there's a lot of reasons to go both ways on that. The, the Ram line went right down. Now, there's, the public play is going to be the Rams and the Packers, I think, easily here. I think Miami's a broken team. They lost Van Ginkle yesterday. Yeah. They lost a bunch of guys. I, I'm not saying Kansas City's any good, but Kansas City should be good. I'm actually really excited to see, can Cleveland play defense on the road like they play at home? Because if they can, they're going to be a tough out for three games. They're going to be hard to play if they can play that level of defense. Now, we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it on the road. The Rams were able to run the football on them. So we don't know about that. I think that's going to be a fascinating game. And look, Buffalo, we've got really, really cold weather in, in Kansas City. We've got this polar vortex coming across the country. It's going to be below zero in Kansas City on, for the night game, which will be fun to watch. And Buffalo, supposedly, there could be high of 50-mile-an-hour winds for that game predicted today. Now, we know weather changes, but that levels the playing field, and that 10-point spread could go down. It's interesting. No one, when you look at the spreads today, and Monday's a great day to look at them because it's professional money. No one's betting Detroit. Everybody's on the Rams. Yeah. Seeing that, I saw that the uh, this could be really something with the Bills game against the Steelers. Like, if we get... The reports are right now, like that area, you can see 50-mile-an-hour winds at some point, maybe Saturday night into early Sunday morning. 
But if, the, if that's going to be the case and maybe like sustained wins in that range, this total is going to plummet like a rock. Right. And that and it's going to reflect the, the, the nine and a half, ten, whatever it is right now. Yep. So if you like if you like if you think that's going to happen, you better take Pittsburgh today and take those points because this will be reminiscent of. Remember that win game that the Patriots went that's in right. there and they couldn't no one could throw the football. I think it's going to be like that if that if the wind is this severe. That's exactly right. Michael, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate Thanks, guys. that. Yep. Thank you, sir. Lombardi line today, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 o'clock Pacific time. That's right here on VEASAN, and he'll have a new podcast later on today with Femi Abemefe called GM Shuffle. So, Don't forget the Jerry Jones comments. Oh, no, that's big. That wait, is wait, enormous. Wait, do, you, do you think that was a mistake? Of course not. Absolutely. We'll see how it goes, he said, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Imagine they lose to yep. Green Bay, first game. Uh, a great addition of win-lose, if I don't say so myself, coming up next. Win totals, line moves, upsets, bad beats next here on VEASAN. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.